Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light, the private writings of the Saint of Calcutta. Appendix B, retreat notes from 1959, fifth day, under the patronage of St. Joseph. Aim, to obtain a clear knowledge of the treachery of Satan and his followers, and to live the true life, which had been revealed to us by our Lord. Examination, my love of poverty. Do I desire to be poor with Christ's poor? Mother writes, with my whole heart. Do I keep anything precious or superfluous, even though I may have permission for it? Mother writes, no. Do I always ask permission for what I receive? No answer. What is my attitude towards receiving gifts? Do I do my very best to avoid receiving presents from others? When out of politeness I receive something, do I receive it only with permission? Am I inclined to share gifts only with some members of the community? Or do I, like a good religious, put these gifts at the disposal of my superior? Mother writes, Rule frees us. No personal gifts. Whatever is given to the sister goes naturally to the superior. Am I happy to share in hardships which my state of life imposes on me? Mother writes, yes, very. Do I really love poverty as my lady poverty? St. Francis of Assisi's phrase. Mother writes, yes, with my whole heart. Reading, Book of Psalms, Psalms 45, 61, St. Paul's first epistle to the Corinthians, chapters 1, verses 18 to 31, Imitation of Christ, Book 3, chapters 32 and 33, From Our Constitution, chapters chapter 6, numbers 42 to 56, chapter 9, numbers 74 and 75. Reflection. The Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Matthew 8.20. Mother writes, I am not humble, but I am too small to be proud. For twenty years in Loreto I prayed fervently to be forgotten, nothing to the world, to be ignored and held for nothing. And this is how the Lord has answered my prayer. But I still keep on saying the same prayer. My greatest humiliation and the daily sacrifice I have to make continually is meeting people, priests, etc. How horrible I feel inside when I have to speak to people. With the sisters and the poor, I don't feel like that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side. 
to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Why does Mother Teresa leave some of the questions blank? This is the first time in her answers to Father Picacci's notes when she had to give her answers and submit them to him out of obedience that she leaves some of his questions blank. Her answers are in italics. Well, it's partly because she is the superior. So who is she supposed to ask permission for when they, she receives a gift? So a lot of those questions are dealing with things that don't quite apply to her because of her place as the superior. But notice that Mother Teresa answers the first question with remarkable fervor. Do I desire to be poor with Christ poor? And she says, with my whole heart. And notice what she says when she's asked, do I really love poverty as my lady poverty? She says, yes, with my whole heart. And when she makes some notes at the end, and she's comparing her interior dispositions when she has to talk to priests and other people versus when she has to talk to her sisters and the poor, she says it's very painful to talk to all these other people. But she doesn't feel that way when she's with her sisters, with her spiritual family. She doesn't feel that way when she's with the poor. Now, why is this important? Mother Teresa's vocation was to the poorest of the poor. She was called by God to be the foundress of a new spiritual family. And when she was living out that vocation, there was a certain kind of harmony in her soul with what she was doing, a harmony that she could experience. And when she was called upon to speak to priests and other people, big shots, as a MC here in Toronto likes to say, she felt uneasy. Now, just think for a moment. If mother did not feel that way, what might she have thought? Or what might a spiritual director have thought? Or what might a bishop have thought? Well, if she had ease talking to priests, if she had ease talking to seminarians, if she had ease giving these retreats, they might think, oh, well, that's part of her calling too. But the fact that God did not make it easy for her, the fact that he gave her no attraction to that kind of work was a reminder to her of what her primary work was. And we need to reflect on this. Sometimes we have to go visit someone, we have to go do something that we're looking forward to, but then when we get there, it doesn't seem very great. It's, it's harder than we thought. It's very uneasy. Maybe there's even fighting, disagreement. Why would God do that? 
because he knows how easily we are deceived. He knows how easily, if things were great and easy and wonderful, we would say, oh, well, God must want me here. I need to stay here. Obviously, see the fruit, see the joy, see the ease. This is God's will. And so God, when he wants someone to not do that or to leave, he makes things often become difficult. For example, in Genesis, what does it say? A husband, a man, leaves his father and mother and clings to his wife. Well, how does God make sure that a young man wants to get out of his own home? Well, things often stop being so easy for him or for his parents. God does not want the man to stay at home forever, generally speaking. And so he gives him an attraction to something else. And when he returns home, it's not so easy. It's not so perfect as it used to be. And that's one way that God has of getting that man out of there. But in similar things, it's for all of us the same way. The Lord will often close a door that he wants closed because he knows that we will not close it ourselves. He knows that we would never be able to leave something unless he makes it difficult, unless he takes away the attraction, unless he makes us uneasy so that we'll know for sure, no, this is not the way. Every branch, Jesus says, my father, the vine dresser, prunes so that it might bear more fruit. Christ is the vine, we are the branches. The father is the vine dresser. And those he loves, he prunes. He takes away things, little branches, so that the sap of the Holy Spirit can flow where he wants it to flow so that we might bear fruit where he wants us to bear fruit. We did not come to do our own will. We did not come here to live a life of self-satisfaction. We came here wherever we are to do the Lord's will. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.